Hello, and welcome again to Pastamania, your wrestling time capsule, where we are finishing up the Daniel Bryan saga before moving to like like a half a step over. Uh, I'm your host, Adam, <laughs> joined as always by Jesse. This is about the old Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the old DB. Hello, news. How are you? <laughs> this is about the new day. Da- Shit. Never mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is hip. a story hall about how my wrestling career got kicked up the head upside down. God. Fucking <laughs> hemp belt and all. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> we are here for WrestleMania 30. We have we have done it. What a and what a journey. God. Yes. It's, yes. I, I, yes. it's, like this show, I st- the end of this show still makes me feel a lot of good things. It's good. Like it still gets me. It uh, makes me feel better things than the beginning of this show. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. brother, my racism made me forget. <laughs> oh my I god! St- I still, it's just fucking bad news. Barrett at Elimination Chamber. I'm afraid I got some bad news. <laughs> the immortal Hulk Hogan is going to return to host WrestleMania 30, and it's just like, why didn't you just end the sentence there? Why yep. did you keep? <laughs> so, yeah, so we are here for WrestleMania 30, the showcase of the Immortals, April 6, 2014. Uh, the number one song in the country was "Happy" by Pharrell. I didn't realize this song was that old. Oh yeah, damn! The song was almost five years old. The number one movie. Was this the movie I saw in theaters after the Lego movie, Captain America Winter Soldier? God, such a good movie. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Uh, On TV, April 6th, Silicon Valley premiered. April 16th, Fargo Fargo premiered on FX. That show was amazing. Yeah. And on April 27th, last week tonight, on HBO premiered. Did not realize that show is almost five years old. Oh yeah, they've been. That's crazy. Oliver's yeah, it been crushing like it, it for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not much in video games. Goat Simulator came out. Elder Scrolls Online launched. There's a wow. game that came out on April 30th called Child of Light. It was by Ubisoft, and it was like an old school turn based RPG uh, with a really beautiful art style. And, and maybe the most uh, uh, notable thing about it, it's it's a really fun game to play. But all of the all of the dialogue was written in iambic pentameter. Every All of the dialogue were like rhyming I feel couplets. like I heard something about that it's before. It's really good. You can still find it for pretty cheap, and I, I really recommend it. I played through the whole thing. I love that game. Uh, mm-hmm. But we are here for this. We are, we are in the Superdome in New Orleans in front of 75,167 people in attendance and however many people have purchased the network and were watching at home. Uh... Here's a cool fact, and something interesting to think about when you think about events like this. It is estimated that WrestleMania 30 generated $142.2 million just in economic impact for the city of New Orleans. Like, that's yeah. why that's wow. why the city's, like, clamoring for it, because it injects so much money into local businesses. Because uh, you that's have 70,000 people, 80,000 people... Like even more, you have so many people that just descend on a city for a week, and yeah, that's it's really good for the cities it's in. Because uh, like, oh, yeah. like that's cost... why they do WrestleMania week, and it's just like yeah. always such a huge thing for the local stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. And, and every other wrestling company shows up there, so like 
it's not yeah, just Yeah, it's WWE become bigger WWE now fans. since that, right? Yeah. Like, I oh, feel like yeah, New Orleans like, was the first city like, where it New was that York crazy. And, New York and New Orleans, uh, the year before in New York and New Orleans were the first, were when it started picking up. Um, yeah. and then the next year in, in San Jose. And I think Dallas is really when that took off of we're just going to have every, every company is going to have every show here. Uh, super cool. Yeah. It's it, WrestleMania week's fascinating just because of like what it is like being in New Orleans last week. And I was only there for a or last year. I was only there for a couple of days and it was, it, you could just tell just driving around the city. This is like, this city has been taken over by wrestling. This God, that'd be so cool. It's really cool. It's really which is probably why they're never gonna put it in Minnesota news. <laughs> oh. That's a that's a good point. Oh, I mean, it, it's just Vince it's, is like, I don't want to give those Ice Yankees money. I was about to say, it's just like you have to be outside at some point, and that's a. Right. Although listen, I mean, it is April. We last yeah. year last year was a weird April where it's like. We had the first week in April. It was in the 60s and 70s Fahrenheit. And yeah. then April 15th, we had an eight-inch <laughs> snowstorm. Just good God. Fuck it. Why not? And then it was melted in the next three days. God. <laughs> you can't have an event there. My sinuses, my sinuses just got clogged thinking about that. <laughs> good I'm Lord. I'm so sorry, noobs, because I actually would like to see it somewhere other than fucking Florida again. And that... Yeah. I know it looks like shit from the outside, but that Viking Stadium, I that U.S. Bank Stadium, would be so cool looking I inside. I really like the way U.S. Bank Stadium looks on the outside. Actually, I think it's a cool design building. I don't know why, but I do. It's I just think interesting. It cool. Yeah, it's unique. Which yeah, yeah. I, I think it's rad. Like it's 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 not a traditional design, but I like it a lot. Uh, it kind of uh -huh. makes me think of the Barclays Center because the Barclays Center is another one that's like amazing on the inside with like a really unique design on the outside. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would. Yes, I'm. It'll. I'm sure it'll go there eventually. I. I. Okay. So if it goes to Florida, it's going to Miami, right? Because it's they're, not. They're, it's they're not going to go to Orlando, and it ain't going to Jacksonville. Yeah, it'd have to be Miami then. Yeah, because that's about <laughs> it. Like, it's the Tampa same. Doesn't have a Tampa ain't getting one. And Miami, I think, is hosting the Super Bowl this year as well. They this are. next year. I so. forgot about that. Yeah. Jesus. So, That'll yeah, be insane. It, Why it's such happens. a bad state? Get all the cool stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be Miami, Atlanta, or Minneapolis. That's that's where it's gonna end up. One of those three. Yeah. So we we, we will see. And two and... of those three, I'll I'm going. If, yeah, if same. It's, if it's anything <laughs> but Miami, I'm going. Uh, nice. yeah, so yeah, because fuck Florida. True. <laughs> uh, we start the show uh, with a pretty good video package. Uh, like it not a really high production value video package, but just like a celebration of the thirty years of WrestleMania. Like all I'm sorts of footage. I I enjoy. They had like a like a parade going down Bourbon Street, and they like superimposed in Andre the Giant and Bobby Heenan and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Uh, it was a fun uh, it was a fun time, and this was the first WrestleMania I ever watched live. You know, because of the network and because yep. of starting watching wrestling a couple years before. And I I love that four years later, I got to go to my first WrestleMania in the same building. God. Uh, That's right. I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Time to get things. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. 
Tell, listen, you've been to a rumble. <laughs> you spent trade. money. I'll Dude, trade. you. I'm a. You're going. Bro, to another I'm about rumble. to be to my second live rumble. They just announced this in Houston next year. <laughs> I could go to God. Houston. I could. Dude, I will see you in Houston. I could go to Houston. That's a reason. I could go to it. Houston. <laughs> Bro, no, like noobs. Come to Austin. I'll take you to Houston. <laughs> so, God, uh, bait is real. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> why we're here? So, so it's time to get things underway. And your opening match is a twenty-minute Hulk Hogan Rock Stone Cold promo. Um, generations, motherfucker. Like it's a cool. It's listen. It's a cool moment. It's a cool moment. Like, yeah, it's Hulk fine. Hogan is Hulk Hogan, and Silver Dome and all that, but. Seeing him? the three of them crack some Steve Weisers in the ring is pretty cool. Yeah, it's Stone Cold. Yeah, I want to Stone Cold like giving Hogan some praise, and you could just see the tears in Hogan's eyes welling up, yep. and you're just like, "Yeah, yep. this is, yeah, this is so cool." Like that is, yeah, that like is... so. I want to say that like I understand Hogan's a bad person, but after that Mean Gene promo, he's he's getting the penalty of being the only one left alive. He's, yeah, that's he's feeling he's, like, he's feeling the years. All my friends wonder, are dead is his theme song. You have to wonder if oh like God. Hogan and Vince are paying the penance of the bad things they've done in their lives by having to watch all of their friends die. Yeah, but Jesus. Vince doesn't care. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm still got to go do stuff. And Hogan's Cause like, because like, <laughs> you you can see how it weighs on Vince in the Andre the Giant documentary oh, from, yeah. from HBO. Because at the end of that, that's fair documentary he's talking about andre dying and you can just it's like the first like vulnerability you've seen from vince and you can tell it's just like you have you are you are surrounded by ghosts yeah you have seen so many come and go those like 30 those like 30 seconds with vince made me go okay they they did a a five-part 30 for 30 series for the oj simpson trial Yes. They need to do a 10-part 30 yes. for 30 on Vince McMahon's life. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Like, you got to wait till he's that. dead, though. That's, That's the, the thing. thing. You would have to wait till he's dead. Yeah, and then yep. is it very similar to, like, like, do they just, okay, sweep that under the rug. Don't talk about that. Like, WWE yeah. could very well do that. Oh, yeah, no. You'll never get that because you'll never get the access needed mm-hmm. to to tell that story. Uh, yeah, I think Shane would, but Stephanie wouldn't, and I wouldn't. Yeah, th- and I think Shane wouldn't do it out of malice. I think Shane would understand that people would want to see that because Shane's always yeah. had that different um, outlook on the whole concept of wrestling. I think, which is yeah. why he left for a while. Shane doesn't feel like the company man as much as Stephanie and Triple H do. Oh yeah. yeah, you can tell with Stephanie even today in her promos, oh, yeah. like every single yeah. person she has to say the nickname. Yeah, like she is she is like i mean she's she's never left the industry yeah never and she's real good at it like i get it mm-hmm. i totally get it yeah um but yeah, one it's, thing yeah one thing about this um uh uh this whole like three-way of these three megastars who would you pick for a fourth if someone were to come out and make this even longer cena yeah. The, I don't. You, then you have the well. I, I, for I, I pick Cena just because it adds in that that next generation. Okay. Like it yeah. extends it. But you know, not... I I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking from that generation oh. of those guys. Like because my oh. pick would have been Bret Hart. Bret Hart, HBK, or Undertaker. Yeah. 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 God, that's right. Your HBK didn't like, even have a match guys? on this card. I forgot about that. <laughs> Honestly, if you if you think about it, 
if you really want to get like the fourth head on Mount Rushmore, because you got the three. Yeah. If you want to get the fourth one out there, you you pull out Ric Flair. Like that's, that's yeah. That's that's the fourth one on that's Mount right. Rushmore. Yeah, that'd be three. good. So like that's the that's the if you want to get a fourth one in there, I think to make it like the biggest segment ever, Ric Flair's your boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was cool. It went way longer than they intended, but it was cool. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll see the ramifications of it going long in a moment. So <laughs> we will also see. I'm sorry, I have to bring this one up. Mm. I did. I did a little spreadsheeting during oh, this boy. Up, during this pot during this um uh, WrestleMania. Oh, I'm excited for this. Guess how many times I will tell you at the end of the podcast how many times the word moment was oh, uttered. Oh man. God damn it, I'm awake now. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. That was a thing. That was done a lot. It was done too so, much. Hogan rattled yeah. it off three times in a row, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like <laughs> the rock said it once. Stone Cold didn't say it, actually. Of course not, because <laughs> he's, he's not going to. Like, Stone Cold Defense is like, all right, right Steve, so we're going to go out there and talk about WrestleMania moments. Stone Cold is like, that's the most head-ass thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I got your moments right here, big guy. Yeah. God. Done and done. It's just two birds. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's here's your like, moment, here's your other moment. I got moment. two moments for you. Oh yep. my god! Yeah, because well, so, this was somewhere, somewhere the New Age Outlaws like shiver, like what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that doesn't shock me because I don't know if it was the next. Uh, I think it was the previous. I think it was WWE 2K14. Its showcase mode was all about 30 years of WrestleMania. Okay. And so they had leaned in hard on that with the branding of WrestleMania moments. So that was like a, the, the the fact that they leaned so hard on the quote unquote WrestleMania moment is a really interesting time capsule because that was a big part of a lot of their marketing around this time. Uh, And then it's kind of pulled back since then. You, you still, you still hear people talk about it, but not, it's kind of like how, now it's not as ubiquitous. Now it's more like WrestleMania 22, where like Mick Foley's story was that he had never had a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, yep. and that's you hear that from the wrestlers saying, "I want my moment." Yeah, but and honestly, yeah. I think there's some truth to that because it's it's not entirely wrong. Like you, the all the greats have that WrestleMania moment. Hey man, uh-huh. that, if we're gonna remember anything remembers. about. If we're gonna remember anything about Zack Ryder, it's him winning the fucking Intercontinental title at like what 32? 32, 32 and then losing yep. it the next day. God. That doesn't I... count. That's not a WrestleMania moment. That's a expect, raw moment. Expect, Those are a dime a dozen. Expect Spectum uh what's his name? Yeah. Patrono? No no no. Zach and um uh Heath Slater <laughs> to win the titles at Mania oh off my the revival. God. You mean Get... Zach and Kurt ah! Hawkins? Or yeah, I get those yeah. two mixed up way too much. I, I get you. They're redheaded jobbers. Oh my god! Oh. That's my that's my bold prediction. So it's recorded people. now. You know what? No. So many no. <laughs> the Edge have heads. Kurt Hawkins have Kurt Hawkins win the Andre Battle Royal. Okay, that's Aww. better. And and have that would him be so last sweet. eliminate Zach. Have it come down to Zach and Kurt. And he eliminates Zach, but Zach isn't mad. Zach's like really happy for him. Yeah, Zach. I know. Yeah, 
I feel like that's a really good story. And like, you know what they could do? Zach could act everything else. Zach could act like he's about to get out of the ring, and Kurt just like screams at him, like, "No, don't you? Yeah, no, don't you?" Zach is like, Zach is like, "You deserve this," and Kurt's like, "I'm gonna earn this." Like, that's a good story. There we go. I like that a little better because I don't want the revival to just be buried. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See their tweet where it said, "Complain about it long enough, you can accomplish anything." Yes. Yeah. I love that. So, do y'all know where the hashtag FTR came from? What is that? So, so on the oh the fuck the revival okay yeah it's okay okay so yeah the elite for forever was just saying fuck the revival for like because they're buddies (laughs) and so the revival have taken it they have FTR on their tights uh but they were saying it means free the revival and when Triple H (laughs) took his backstage picture with them after they won the titles he tweeted out hashtag FTR it's the weirdest thing. That's so odd, yeah. I love those guys. They work so hard with what they're not given. They're the best. They are the best. Uh, so, once the uh, the long promo's over, we get just the amazing Daniel Bryan monster video package. And it's time. <sighs> Steph is standing in the ring, dressed like the most expensive magician's assistant you've ever seen. <laughs> introduce Triple H. Uh, Triple H gets his ridiculous Shao Kahn entrance with Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, and Sasha Banks standing masked on his throne as overly dramatic music plays before he takes the mask off and then the motorhead kicks in. So, you, so yeah. good. Triple yes. H entrances, I think, they're the now... Best. They're the best. <laughs> they're, the they're, best. Just, they're just they're too the best good. Entrances. You see my fucking entrances? They're the <laughs> best. I'm going down the ramp. So fucking great. Except the last Man, couple somebody years where he just to... turns into biker dad. Yeah. <laughs> somebody needs to tell Triple H that you don't win matches through yep. entrances. <laughs> or maybe listen, he would have had a chance. He's like, listen, I'm putting all these people over. At least let me ride my motorcycle. <laughs> God. Uh, if you want peace, prepare for war. Our opening contest is Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. The winner of this match will be inserted into Orton versus Batista for the world title in the main event, turning that into a triple threat, which was what I was yelling about all the way since the Rumble. Fans like me were doing whatever we could to envision Daniel Bryan winning the main event of WrestleMania, and one of the things I threw out when talking to some friends was, listen, what if Bryan, because we're, we're going to get Bryan Triple H, what if Bryan wrestles Triple H, and if he wins, he gets in the main event? And then I would follow it up with, that would be really cool, but it will never happen. <laughs> and then that match's stipulation to get Bryan in the main event got made official on Raw March 10th, 2014 in memphis the first ww live event of any kind i ever went to oh you were marking i don't say this is any way to puff myself up or anything like that i just think it helps explain why this period in wrestling means so much to me and why (laughs) daniel bryan is my favorite wrestler of all time (laughs) i literally thought you were gonna say after puff myself up you were gonna say but i did this this was my dude this is me (laughs) i did this i wrote this this was because of me Final Pam over God, here. just imagine if Triple H beat him and it would have just been an evolution <laughs> ending. Just oh imagine with the rest of the show. Like, how we got your money. Pitbull how we... performs. Oh my God. Like, just, oh the Superdome would be, would be ashes. People, yeah, people would have like left. Like genuinely. Like, because mm-hmm. usually when you see like 
people talking about because I, I remember before WrestleMania 31, there were people like, "Oh, hijack Raw, turn your back, boo the whole time, Roman Reigns sucks," and nothing ever happened because those people were idiots. I think if Triple H had won the opening match, people would have just left. Yeah, they people would have demanded like, their money. I, I don't care. I'm leaving. Uh, and then, and then just Vince McMahon comes out and does a little jig. Send our truth out there to dance. Fuck you. <laughs> uh-huh. Triple H's entrance finally ends, and I love the dichotomy between him and Brian. Triple H's entrance is this lavish, huge, long thing. Daniel just comes out in a t-shirt and a rally towel and a special Bruiser Brody-inspired kick pads for the biggest match of his life. It's I really like that. It's so good. Buzzy boots. The difference between a good announcer and a bad announcer, as demonstrated by Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole. Jerry Lawler, I guess WrestleMania's turned into Yeslemania. Michael Cole, the look of disdain on the face of Stephanie as the proletariat, the blue-collar Daniel Bryan, prepares for battle. Oh, what? (laughs) Sorry, we have a late entry from JBL. Yeah, Daniel Bryan got what he asked for, and look at him now, and now he's wishing he ain't asked for it. Those three. Yeah, I'll take Yeslemania over. I will take Yeslemania over anything JBL says this whole I just night. love that we got Yeslemania and then that like poetry proletariat, right? It's such a good line. <laughs> and then JBL, yeah. I'm here, guys. Don't yeah. forget about me. It's Listen, so to be fair, to be fair, Jerry the King Lawler was the only one that drank from that diet Mountain Dew. It it cuts to later, and they have these (laughs) bottles of diet Mountain Dew that look like they're fluorescent, and they look like the ooze from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. And Jerry the King Lawler is like putting the top back on his, and the other two are still sealed. Yeah, no, it definitely is like one of those things. It's like Jerry, you shouldn't have drank that. (laughs) You'll be shitting green for weeks. (laughs) Yep. Oh my god. So, Steph gives Triple H a kiss, leaves the ring. Lil Nate checks on the competitors. The bell rings, and we are underway. They stare each other down. Triple H sizes Brian up condescendingly as the crowd chants for the leader of the Yes movement. If I may quote the great Griffin McElroy, or Justin McElroy, in reference to the crowd at the beginning of this match, they horny for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H extends a hand for a handshake, and Daniel Bryan kicks it away and attempts to Paul Smackage under Triple H, and now the match has officially begun. Triple H is really good at putting guys over. Yep. Daniel takes advantage of of him in the corner, and Triple H just scrambles out of the ring, visibly shaken and surprised, showing that he underestimated Daniel. And inside the ring of amused Daniel Bryan extends his hand towards Triple H, offering him that handshake. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. Great. Great technical wrestling from Daniel. Like Triple H wrenches and controls Daniel's arm, but Daniel chain wrestles his way out of it and pops Triple H with a drop kick and then a drop toe hold to the to ground him and get him in a headlock. And then like Triple H gets him with a shoulder block, but Daniel cuts it off and he gets him on the mat with another headlock. And then Triple H gets out of the headlock and locks Daniel in with his legs, but Daniel Houdini's his way out of it to get the headlock back in. And like this whole thing shows. I didn't realize Triple H could be a really good technical wrestler. You never see, like, mat-based wrestling from Triple H, because that's just not his style. But he adapted so well to Daniel Bryan, and he's doing some stuff I'd never seen from him before in this Yeah, match. I thought about that, too. I was like, man. Yeah. it's But then, storytelling, Triple H realizes <laughs> he cannot out-chain Russell Daniel. So 
So he just goes back to, he just like batters Daniel and tries to yank his shoulder into the ring post. Cause he's like, I'm not going to beat you on the mat. Uh, but Daniel like fights out and then triple and hits triple H with a drop kick when he tries to get back in the ring. And then Triple H gets on his feet outside the ring. Daniel gets on the ring apron and hits Triple H with a running tornado DDT from the ring apron to the floor. Beautiful. Yep, and Triple H is selling like... Yes. Ugh, his oh selling is so good in this he, match. He really, like... Tri- like, like Brock Lesnar is the kind of guy where, like, he might sell for you. Triple H is gonna sell for you. Yep. Yeah, it's funny, like, like I'm not saying it's Shawn Michaels' level of comedic overselling, but it felt like that at times, and it worked into the story more so of yeah. uh, him being cocky and like, what the fuck is happening over yeah, it, Shawn yeah, Michaels like, just really dicking around. Yeah, yeah, it felt like he, was, he wasn't he was ready for, for, mm. for Daniel, because he just, he thought, oh, who but, fuck, look at it. But the numbers don't lie, and he's a B-plus player. That's true, that's true. Uh... Triple H starts to recover, and then Brian just gets on the top rope and dives onto Triple H onto the floor. Uh, then they get back in the ring. Triple H gets back out of the ring, dumping Daniel outside, clears off the announce table. Telegraphs a pedigree on the announce table, but Brian fights back. Triple H cuts it off and takes Brian out shoulder first onto the table. And then, the heel he is, Triple H just gets back in the ring and tells Charles Robinson, just start counting him out. Start the mm-hmm. count. As Stephanie mocks Daniel Bryan on the outside. I love... Stephanie did a great job in this match. Oh, yeah. She's just like... At one point, she's just like, That's right, Bryan. You mess with the bull. You get the horns. God, <laughs> she was just such a chicken shit. It was so... Oh, she was great in this match. I love it. I can't remember who said the line, but somebody says, You've been drinking milk from forgetful cows. Milk One of the- yeah, that, was, that was Jerry Lawler. Milk of amnesia. That was God, just yeah, such a. He almost butchered that. He almost forgot he how to say he milk did. of amnesia. Yeah. I, I almost wrote that down, then I was just like, No, no, I'm not going to give Don't you give it the to satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> and here uh, I am going, Ha ha, look uh, at this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian beats the 10 count. Triple H works over his arm in the ring, but Daniel sends him to the outside, goes for a through-the-rope suicide dive. But Triple H telegraphs it and cuts it off with a punch. Then Triple H drops Brian ass-first onto the ring apron, which looked incredibly painful. Makes my tailbone hurt just thinking about it. Yeah. Daniel Ugh. gets back in the ring to beat the 10 count, and Triple H locks in a cross-face chicken wing on Daniel. Triple H then works Daniel to the ring and locks in a normal cross-face in on Daniel. I wonder... How many matches Triple H has won by submission? I can't imagine it's that much. This is like one of the only times I've ever seen him break out a crossface. Like he never yeah. uses submissions. Oh god, uh, that. Hmm. But like, it's a cool thing. Like, it's it's a cool. Like, I I enjoy that because it shows that he's pulling out stuff in his arsenal that he never has to because Brian is pushing him to the limits. Yeah. Uh, Daniel gets to the rope, and Triple H takes his sweet-ass time before he breaks the hold. Uh, Daniel gets a burst of wind and takes Triple H out with a forearm. Triple H sends him into the corner, but Daniel flips out of it. Triple H grabs Daniel and attempts a German suplex, but Daniel reverses and hits two rolling German suplexes on Triple H uh, before Triple H uh, spins around, attempts to get Daniel in the chicken wing locked in, uh, and then he throws Daniel across the ring with like a chicken wing suplex. Very good. Uh, both men get to the top rope, and Daniel hits Triple H with a top rope sunset flip powerbomb and starts to hulk up afterwards. 
hitting Triple H with missile drop kicks in the corner. But Triple H cuts off his comeback with a clothesline that turns Daniel Bryan inside out. JBL marks out. Of course. <laughs> Daniel takes out H with a kick to the head and goes to the top rope. But Triple H counters Daniel's flying nothing by getting his knee up. And Triple H uses the advantage to lock in a crossface. And then we get the WrestleMania 20 spot. I was about, I have that in my notes. It's like Triple yep. H wanted to put a new yep. one in there to replace it. Yep, Daniel inches towards the ropes and starts to fight out of the hold. And then Triple H rolls back into the center of the ring without breaking the crossface. Uh, there's a lot of, so there's a lot of parallels in this show between WrestleMania 10 and 20. Because uh, WrestleMania 10... You mean 20 and 30? No, no, 10 or and just 20. just 10 20. Sorry, sorry. But because yeah. 10, you had the... You had the small technical pulling guy Brett. pulling double duty. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and coming out on top. And then 20, obviously, you have the match that's the main event with the two established big guys and the third guy who's not supposed to be there who ends up coming uh-huh. out on top. Uh, I just, I think, I thought, I know that, I'm sure that wasn't done intentionally, obviously, because, like, the story was done organically and not planned super far ahead, but that just amuses me, that, like, WrestleMania 30, we have these parallels to WrestleMania's past. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's every 10 years, yeah. it seems like. Yep. like yeah, 10, 20, and 30, yeah. WrestleMania 40, somebody's gonna win by tap out. True. Uh, Brian gets a burst of strength and rolls back, gets Triple H on his back, causing Triple H to kick out. Then Brian locks in the yes lock on Triple H, who, like, does a great job of selling his panic. Like, he is like, oh, dear God, he's he's about to lock this in on me. And he panics and scrambles and, like, inches his way towards the rope to force a break. Because he is, he is, like, he is visibly shaken because Triple H is amazing. Triple H tries to recover outside, but Daniel hits him with two suicide dives and a bunch of kicks into the barricade. Then Daniel gets Triple H back in the ring. Hits Triple H with a missile drop kick from the top rope. Both men are left laying until Daniel kicks, kips up to a huge pop, followed by the yes kicks. He actually hits the last kick, which hardly ever happens. Triple H really putting him over. (laughs) Daniel gets in the corner and begins a one-armed yes chant because his shoulder is so injured. But Triple H catches him out of his running knee and hits him with a spine buster. Then a hell of a pedigree. But Daniel Bryan kicks out at two. I, Such a beautiful moment. I remember losing my goddamn mind. Like, oh my god. I thought it was it. I was like, I can't believe they're about to do this. Uh, Triple H sets Daniel up for another pedigree, but Daniel counters it, getting Triple H on the mat. But Triple H doesn't let go until he's short. He won't be able to get Daniel back to his feet. He sends a series of knees to Daniel's head. He gets Daniel up again, but Daniel fights out. Brian goes to kick H in the head, but H dodges and attempts an overhead suplex, but Daniel lands on his feet, goes to the corner, and hits Triple H with the flying knee for the pin and the win. In 25-58, he is going to the main event of WrestleMania. God, what a... Is this... Like, is this Triple H's best match since the Undertaker-Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 28? Probably. His first match? Like, like his best match. Oh, best. Because like that, that Undertaker match at WrestleMania 28 is amazing. Yeah, I feel like I, from from there to here, I would say is this it. is one of his best in in this decade for sure. Absolutely, like yeah, it, it's he he put in so much work. He made Daniel look like a million bucks, and it showed like man, Triple H is a really good wrestler. Like he doesn't always bring it because he doesn't always have to, and he's not always working with because he's usually working with like like during the the reign of terror, he was working with people like Batista, Norton, and Cena who are 
just kind of like big dudes and so you don't get interesting matches because it's like just two big guys banging together but man you put them with somebody like this you put them with somebody like benoit you put them with somebody like hbk oh my god pure gold this match is amazing everything about the storytelling is great the 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 spots are great the work rate is great does not feel as it doesn't feel like the longest match on the show just perfect perfect what do you think noobs yeah it I I'd say it's Brian's best match too. It, this could be Daniel yeah. Bryan's best match. I think it's uh, for me. It's this or the Cena match. Yeah, They're, like my yeah. top for him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it it's such a good starting starting um uh, match just because you can tell like the the mood in the in the bit in the whole stadium changed when he won yes, everyone's like yes. oh we on this ride now yes like that's the thing yeah that's i didn't thought about that that's a really good point like he wins and that means that the vibe for the whole show is going to be better yeah because everybody knows no matter what happens between now and then we're going to see daniel bryan win the main event tonight yeah, everyone's like, there's no way they would swerve yeah. us like that. There's yeah. no way. That's a really good point. And like, you put it on first because obviously you need Brian, you need to get Brian time to recover after a grueling match like that. That's really smart. God, what a good show. Uh-huh. Uh, what about you, Jesse? This match is so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's fucking art. It's, um, it, it's just really good. It's <laughs> probably my favorite on the card. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, like the, technically, like there's so the, much chicanery and fuck allery in the finale that yeah. it's fine, and the end I result, the, finale, the end though. result's great. The end result yeah. is perfect, but like to get there, it, yeah. there's just I, more I, to it. Um, this is just one of those pure. This is like yes. a Benoit angle kind yeah, of, just makes pure me think wrestling. Of. Yeah, um, no shenanigans. Yeah, because like even though Steph was there, they're really so. You you mentioned that, and I think it's really interesting, the dichotomy between this and the main event, where it's like, this is, do you want wrestling with punches, or do you want wrestling with story? Or do you want wrestling with both? (laughs) This is, it's a great example of the storytelling you can do in wrestling, and the two different ways you can do it, to where this match tells an amazing story in the ring, through the wrestling and the main mm-hmm. event tells a great story through the wrestling and a lot of the other, like, you know, a lot of other factors around it. Like the main, it really, these two matches back to back really show you what all wrestling can do in two very different ways. I hadn't thought mm-hmm. about it like that, but cause like, this is the best match on the card, but I love the main event. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, so yeah, uh, Daniel celebrates after the match, and Steph gets in the ring and slaps him, and Daniel just, like, laughs at her. But Triple H uses the distraction to attack him. He yanks Daniel into the ring post shoulder first and hits his shoulder with the chair, hamstringing him for the upcoming main event. Will Daniel Bryan make it? Stay tuned. Up next is the match that had most of its time cut due to the opening segment going long. Uh... Yeah. Seth Rollins the? actually mentioned it on the Edge of Christian show on his interview uh, a couple weeks ago. He was like, "Yeah, that match was supposed to be a lot longer, but that opening segment went real long, so we and got I'll... two minutes." Yeah, <laughs> I just have <laughs> as the note for the match. It's like the Shield versus the Long Walk through the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like you could tell they're speeding things up because the New Age Outlaws are out first. Start their promo. They're interrupted by the Shield's music, and before the Shield even get out of the crowd, Kane's music hits. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, the let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, the Shield are wearing these great paintball masks with, like, monster mouths painted on them. I love that mm-hmm. look. Oh, such a good look. That was the first time they did that, too. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the only time they did that. It might have done one or two times. Oh, really? yeah, I remember okay. seeing that and being like, oh, my God, this looks so cool. Because it, it's a little thing. It's like, I think somebody found those online, and they were like 20 bucks a piece. Like It is a very small thing to add, but it makes it feel like such a bigger deal. It's, it's It shows how well those dudes understand wrestling and their characters. Uh, yeah. I love this cane because he is in incredible shape he's maybe in the best he's shape of his career some at this abs. point yeah. like because he he no longer because he used to have like the belly he is toned yeah he had a belly yeah <laughs> he was a big boy yes the biggest squash match in wrestlemania since that time kane beat chavo for the ecw title in like 20 seconds and that time yeah, the ultimate war- and that time that ultimate warrior squash triple h at wrestlemania 12 it just this yeah, match yeah. didn't need to be on Mania, yeah. honestly. Like I get why they did, because you want it was a Shield showcase. The, it like, was, that's the, what it was, it was always for. gonna be the Shield showcase. The Shield were always right. gonna win this match pretty handily, just not in two minutes. Like this mm-hmm. match was probably scheduled to go about eight before the, and I I don't mind that. Like, probably I'm, six I'm, minutes before yeah, like, six or I, seven. I want. I'm glad. Like, I they they were turning the Shield into this big. Because they had plans Monster for the Shield Monster Babyface faction. They had big plans for the Shield going forward. So you had to have them mm-hmm. on Mania, and you had to have them look strong on Mania. True. But they didn't want them to do it in two minutes. Uh, but there's some really fun spots in this match. Like, they, they trimmed all the fat. Like, double suicide yeah. from Dean and Seth. Roman spearing Kane, and then double spearing the Outlaws. Double triple power Yeah, bomb. is all your... Is it just a list of everything that the Shield does? Because that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. That's all <laughs> it is. Like, there right, wasn't much the offense match, on the other side. Yeah, the match I enjoyed starts, that, honestly. And, like, and these were the right three bad guys to have it done to them. I absolutely. think... Yeah, for, for better or worse, this was the best option for being forced to have this option. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it makes them look incredible. Like, Roman Spears Kane, Double Spears... Yeah, and then the, maybe my favorite moment... Like, it's such a good moment in the match. Double, triple power bomb onto both outlaws. And Seth covers uh, one of them. I don't remember which one. And Roman and Dean hop onto the turnbuckles and just, like, gloat and showboat as the ref is counting the three. Like, just a really great visual. This was better than the match, like, had any right to be. Like, two minutes and 56 seconds... It was like real, still really entertaining in that time. It feel it shows how well all six of those dudes are. Where they were told, like, listen, y'all got three minutes, and it's like, okay, all right, okay, here's what we can do to make this really good. And I think they nailed it. I, yeah. I, it's not like it's fine. It makes and we'll see more greatness from them next time because the Shield have two of the best matches of the past several years in the in the coming months. Uh-huh. Uh, and this does a great job of setting them up for that. Uh, then we got a backstage segment. Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan, Ricky Steamboat playing with some toys in the back backstage, only to have the toys taken away by Ted DiBiase and then Ron Simmons, and it's ended with a damn. <laughs> Ricky, uh, the Steamboat looks so good. Uh, like, <laughs> did you ever see? Uh, WrestleMania, so it was WrestleMania 25 when it was the three-on-one handicap match yeah. of the Legends against Jericho. Jericho and, and then yeah. he and Jericho just had a match at the pay-per-view the next month because it was like, oh, Steamboat can still go. 
Yeah, it's like oh, young like older Eric Bischoff can still yeah. go. Like, oh wow, he really does look like Eric Bischoff. Holy crap! I never thought about that. Yeah, oh, noobs, you ruined it. Shut <laughs> up. Oh. But you know, no. still in incredible shape. Uh, it's because it's because his gimmick is he had a black belt too, and we've seen Bischoff in a gi. That's what it is. Shut up, noobs. Uh, he kind of looks like Bischoff in the face. He I really does. does. He does. Next up, <laughs> damn it. Is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, the first ever. Getting the real entrance is the Big Show. Wearing the Andre one-strapped singlet. Which I thought was really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, then Sheamus gets his own entrance. His consolation from not getting a real match on the show. As his program with Daniel Bryan was scrapped. Uh, they were going to have that yeah, <laughs> yeah. happen like again. A, yes. Like, so I thought, I thought it was Meltzer rumor bullshit for the longest time. And then I read Daniel Bryan's book. And in his and he book, was like, he yeah, says, totally. Yeah, no, I was going to wrestle Sheamus. He's like, and when they told me that, I thought they were ribbing me. Nothing against Sheamus, but like, we've done this dance before. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yoshitatsu's the first eliminated it with what felt like a botch. Uh, some fun spots. Kofi and Cody both spin the cat, skin the cat, and they're holding onto the middle rope, trying not to fall off, and they start like kicking each other, trying to knock each other off. Uh, I have a question. Is this? Yes. The biggest collection of boys in history. Oh God, yeah. Because there's the what? 31 I people in this. Is this the biggest collection of boys in history? There's 31 <laughs> people in this match, and a, probably 25 of them are boys. Yeah, I mean, you got Drew McIntyre now, looking like a like a young big cast. Yeah, so 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 not even young big cast. Oh like, God. how is he the young same big person? Cast yeah, is the it's, young big cast. Baffling yeah. to me, seeing like, him in three MB. Like How many of neck- these guys go out of the company? Not even the ones who come back. Just go oh, out of the company. Because, man, it's a list. question. Let, let's take a look, shall Ooh, we? Oh, boy. WrestleMania 30. Andre the Giant. Memorial Battle Royal. Okay, Yoshitatsu is out. Brad Maddox is out. Brodus Clay is out. Darren Young is out. Uh, Santino Morell is out. Justin Gabriel's out. Uh, Cody Rhodes is out. Del Rio's out. Uh, uh, so eight. Is that so yeah. bad? Eight of the um, thirty-one are gone. No, no, no. I'm also back? counting guys who got released and came back. So oh, Drew McIntyre also. Okay. Oh Jesus! So, yeah. Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Uh, Is Kurt Hawkins in there at this point? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, uh, don't read. Or yeah, so, so just Kurt ten? Hawkins and Jinder okay. Mahal are the only two. So right. ten out of the thirty-one. That's not bad. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah but third. then you have some people who are like still like David Otunga. Um, and like Tyson Kidd. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, Tyson, I don't think can count because he can never wrestle again. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying like, yeah, I'm okay. just saying that they are still with the company, but not that's any fair, wrestling. That's fair. You know, because David Otunga is still All with right, the company, but he ain't wrestling. Oh, Tyson. Tyson Kidd makes me sad. I'm glad he's alive. <laughs> I'm glad he has become like a, this really, really good road agent. Yeah. Like he's the, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, he's the one who was the agent for that incredible uh, Seth Rollins gauntlet match. Like, really? That was him. Yeah. Okay, that's that awesome. Kid. Uh, a really, really good moment. So Santino gets the Cobra and goes after Miz, and Miz like holds him back, and then it ends with Miz on the ring apron and Santino hitting him with the Cobra, and Miz sells it like a. I have champion. a screenshot that I just good. sent you guys. Okay, good. It's we so post good. That on Twitter. I have it that. Is and then so she, good. JBL was probably so funny. 
JBL with probably the only comment of the night that actually went well for me yeah. was, and there goes the real world. <laughs> I love that reference. Like, are you yes. kidding me, JBL? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the announcers keep going out of their way to put over the big show as the favorite, which means he's obviously not going to win. Yeah. Uh, How can you eliminate him? Right? He's a giant. <laughs> uh, there's a, uh, oh, though JBL has another good moment in this match as big show starts staring down Ray Mysterio and JBL just starts yelling, eat him, big show, eat him. <laughs> there was God. a point where it was like JBL. Okay. I get it. You and Ray are probably friends, yeah. but stop bullying him on the mic. What the right? fuck? Like he called him a tarantula at one point. Yeah. It's like, what are you and, doing? And you dude? know, he thinks it's cool. Cause in character, he's like, well, he retired me. So my character would be, would bully him. But like, that was like a long time ago. JBL. I Maybe. even forgot that. Yeah. But yeah. JBL super petty. Like, also, I get it. Like by, it- he, by Ray retired him. That's, that's just, JBL had decided he retired but won one last WrestleMania payday, so he lost to Ray in like a minute, and yep. then and then quote unquote quit. Yeah, uh, yep. it was not like a retirement match. Uh, Ray hits Del Rio with a six one nine, which is of no help in a battle royal, but I appreciate that it popped the crowd. Then yeah. goes for a six one nine on Cesaro, but Cesaro catches him, and then Ray goes to like springboard off the ropes, and Cesaro just cracks him with a European uppercut. To eliminate him. God. Yeah. What a... Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> then we get the Kofi spot. Oh, uh, yeah. So Cesaro's in the corner. <laughs> Kofi is charging at Cesaro. And <coughs> C- Kofi goes to jump. Cesaro throws him above his head. So Kofi goes over the turnbuckles and out. He lands on his back on the floor, but his feet land on the ring steps. So his feet haven't touched the floor. So he is not eliminated. I can't Beautiful. believe he fucking like did that. It was it's, amazing, and his tailbone must be on fire. Oh my god! I saw some people speculate that maybe he was supposed to land on his feet on the ring steps, but he ended up like misjudging it and falling backwards a little bit. But even if that's the yeah. case, and that makes it even more incredible because he still managed to save the spot. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, and then he gets in the back of the ring and is rewarded for his impressive feat with a endless swing from Cesaro. Uh, Which, to that point, JBL says Andre's looking up and smiling. Wait, what? (laughs) JBL said, while Cesaro was swinging Kofi around, Andre's looking up and smiling. Mother, Andre's fuck, on, he's Randy so bad out, Andy Orton comes out, Andre's not in heaven, he's down there in hell. Yeah, no. So A, wow, JBL, assuming that. But, okay, sh- shit. JBL, why would Andre care about Cesaro swinging right? someone? JBL's really bad at commentary, you guys. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> just, he literally He's like said. really fucking bad. I just imagine us talking about this and, and like Jesse just sitting in a chair like with a drink just looking at us. Just being like, am I the only one? It, it, what? Do y'all not look at the arguments? How many times do I have to explain this to you, old man? Don't make me tap the sign. Yeah, don't make me tap the sign. JBL is fucking bad at commentary. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I just just love it. Andre's looking up and smiling. Andre's looking up and smiling. God, he's awful. Oh, my God. Uh, Then uh, Ziggler runs wild. Uh, hits Del Rio and Sheamus with a great, his great leaping DDT. 
Uh, Del Rio attempts to eliminate him, but Ziggler skins the cat, starts to flip back up into the ring from the ropes, and Ziggler and Del Rio just kicks, super kicks his head as he is upside down to eliminate him. I really like that spot. That was yeah. a cool looking spot, and that's when Ziggler started getting getting a taste of skinning the cat, and that's why he did it in this year's WrestleMania Battle Royal like fifty times. Or last year's WrestleMania Battle Royal. I was sitting next to some dudes from Nebraska. And no Colorado, and we're watching the match, and every single it's I was like, oh look at Ziggler, look at Ziggler, oh damn, that's cool, because he would just go over the top and hang onto the ropes and skin the cat and then slip back in, and he dead ass did it like ten times. And oh at yeah. The point where we were just like, Ziggler, what are you doing, Ziggler? Ziggler he's doing it again. He's doing it again. Zig, <laughs> Z- he's doing it again. And I was just like, are they showing this every time he's doing it on the network, or is this just for us? No, that was just for you guys. They were, they mentioned it a few times, but he, yeah, Adam, he probably did it. He probably did it between ten and fifteen times in that match. Adam, you need ridiculous. a pet. You need a pet cat named Ziggler. Uh huh. No. And so it's no, like, like Ziggler's doing it again. Okay. Damn it, Ziggler. No, I know. I got. Damn it. I no, you're took good. It you're the good. Wrong. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. You're it's, bad it's, at it's this. Good. No, it's. <laughs> Uh, Del Rio tries to get Sheamus in the cross arm breaker, which, again, is of no use in a battle royal. Uh, but Sheamus, like, powers through it and picks him up, and then they end up eliminating each other. So it's down to yeah, Big Show and really spot. It was cool. It was cool. But it, 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 it's a cool spot that didn't make any sense because you had to, it had to start with Del Rio putting him in an arm bar. Uh, uh. Big Show and Cesaro are the two left. Show goes for a choke slam, but Cesaro powers out. And tries to clothesline Big Show out of the ring. The show isn't phased. Show picks up Cesaro, walks him towards the rope. Cesaro gets out of the hold, picks up Big Show in the exact same way that Hogan did at Andre at WrestleMania 3 to a massive pop. Yeah, that was loud. Dump Show over the top rope to, to another huge pop to win the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in 13 minutes and 25 seconds. Just a fun... I, like, I think the pre-show is the right place for this match now uh i think it's a really good way to get the crowd going uh but i'm glad it was on the main card for this this is the first one and it was really fun and when cesaro lifts up big show people lose their fucking minds it's so good good because it was like the exact mirror of the wrestlemania 3 spot it was really cool i liked it a lot perfect um man remember back when we thought that Winning the Andre Battle Royal was like meaning you were next in line for a push or something like that. And then I was about to say, God, the list of winners, list of winners is amazing. It is uh, Cesaro, then Big Show, then a debuting Baron Corbin, then Mojo Rawley, then Matt Hardy. God, yep, fully central. (laughs) I kind of love it. I kind of love that. I love it too. Like nonsense. Uh. Should have been Damian fucking Sandow Mojo Rawley trying to be 31. crazy right now. It's so weird. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Jarhead Mojo. Right? It's just Jarhead Mojo. It's just Jarhead. Oh my god, it is Jarhead it's Mojo. It's just Jarhead. Yeah, he's just Jarhead. They, they uh, want you to be the best you can be, but you can't be that. Just, just I'm gonna be Damn. a nightcrawler. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Anything else to say about this match? Just a fun time. A little, a little <laughs> crowd reset. Why would they fucking make that trophy that goddamn big? Like, Have you seen Andre? He's a giant. I get it, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cesaro, Cesaro had more trouble picking that thing up than the big show. 
Right? Maybe. Well, that's because he just got done picking up the big show. I mean, fair. But very fair. Also, you realize, you know what? Because he's that fucking stupid, JBL could have been talking about the goddamn trophy. Oh my god, he could have. I wish That just broke me. Oh no. Let's just, uh, Noobs, let's put this Noobs is just it. like tick, 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 crap. Hello there. I'm Adam. You may know me from such things as the show you're currently listening to and the president's neck is missing. But I'm not here today to talk to you about those. Today... I'm here to talk to you about consumer culture. You may be wondering, what is consumer culture? Consumer culture is the specter of capitalism hanging over us all like the sword of Damocles just waiting to fall and take us out. And all we have are the solace of this cruel, uncaring world of the small things that we can buy that bring us fleeting, meaningless joy. What? I've been informed that consumer culture is also a podcast that me and Jesse do, where we talk about various pop culture topics. Such as, we look at One Hit Wonders, and their second biggest songs, and One Piece, and movies, and the best season of The Simpsons. It's season eight, fight me. So, consumer culture, check us out. And here, and if, if you aren't convinced, here's a clip from our most recent episode. I know, exactly. Yeah, we're, here in, we're here in the 80s, <laughs> uh, back with the one hit. Back great. at it again. Damn, Jesse back at it again with the one hit. Yep. Remember part, that, kids? Hard dose. Fortnite. Mm, no, no, no. I'm in hip. The 80s, I'm with Fortnite it. doesn't exist. Fortnite doesn't exist. We're in the 80s. <laughs> so I Damn. feel like we could only start off with the proper bang that we could for part oh, two. Just oh, yes. Let's start off with it, the... Send uh... down the, the horses. Go. Just fucking <laughs> Oh my god. And, and yes, that is the scene of <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, that's a little better because the other one's got um well, it's like got, it's got 10 the, like, seconds it's, of, it's the, of Malcolm beaches. X. And, yeah, that's uh, it. But, like, um, listen. Number yeah. one, already had it on my soundboard. Number two, <laughs> right. when when given the opportunity. I'm not going to pass it Yeah, I, f- I really figure it's like, he going to use the CM Punk one. I know it. <laughs> Damn right. I... Uh, what a good song. Living Color is my favorite black metal band. <laughs> so when I was pulling the audio for the second song, I was like, like you, you know the episode of The Office where they go on the booze cruise? And, yeah. And uh, Jim, this is the camera, is like, Michael says I'm king of the world within the first hour I give you my next month's paycheck. And I'm taking it and I'm just like, Jesse says Living Color is my favorite black metal band before the first guitar solo or I give you my next paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> that's consumer culture find it on your podcast app of choice use overcast if you're on ios come on you deserve better than the apple podcast app rate review on itunes we appreciate it you can find us on spotify wherever you get your podcasts every monday thereabouts thank you and back to your regularly scheduled programming welcome to my
Put this behind us. You know, that, next... you know that gif of the lady like trying to calculate the math and all the numbers yeah, are flying? Like, uh, that yeah. is me, but with like JBL's <laughs> face just maggle, 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 maggle. We fight our friends. Yeah, no, you weren't here during the JBL on, on SmackDown when it was on Friday era, where JBL would just yell, we fight on Friday nights, Maggle, over and over and over oh again. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you missed that, and you're lucky. Maggle, Maggle, Maggle. Alright, so, our next match on the card. This is what I believe in. You work hard, you oh, show no. up on time, you stay loyal to those who support you, you respect friends and enemies. That's my stance. Liar. Here I am, having worked day in and day out for 12 years now, trying to build this. That's what I want as my legacy. And a guy like Bray, he just wants to destroy everything I've worked my life to build. <laughs> Your heroes, children, they fight only for their own selfish vanity and greed. Hey, kids, all praise me to the virtue of hustle, loyalty, and respect. And who am I? Who am I to say that? What am I? <laughs> I used to be the type of kid that would always think the sky is falling. Like, boy, this is a the really best good video package of this song. It's this is so fucking. We, everybody talks about the monster video package because it's like one of the best ever. Yeah, but this, this is like right the second there. best ever. This one's so good. Yeah, it's oh, fucking great and like you should like oh, never mind. I, I know. You know, we'll, we'll get Bray there. Bray should have won. Bray Wyatt's gonna win WrestleMania Boiler this year, alert. you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, bye. Bye. Listen, Jesse, this is an intervention. Bray Wyatt is not going to return until the Raw after WrestleMania. You have to accept this. They don't have a story for him. It's better to return then than to return That's before that and end up in the Battle Royale. And It's lose. like Finn Balor yeah, a couple years ago. It. Yeah. You know, whatever. I Everything it's sucks. Just, listen, it's... Uh, they're listen. Uh, then it's okay. Fine. So so it's uh John Cena versus Bray Wyatt with the best video package. Uh, and then we start. We go to the stage. We have flaming barrels and a blade dancer and a voodoo setup. It's nice to see Roxy getting work outside of TNA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a band filled with Marty Skrulls to play Bray Wyatt out. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> With, <laughs> with Mark Crozer painted up like a shrunken head singing his song as Bray makes his way to the okay. ring. Fucking from Real the... quick. This yeah, is going to be one of those shout out moments, so start uh -huh. hitting that forward All button right. on the iPhone. All right, here we go. <laughs> Every fucking fan trying to take a photo, the flash yeah. on. Like, yeah, yeah. you're dead. Yeah, that's going to light it up. That's right. going to do it. Yeah, yep. you're in the Superdome. Your flash is going to help. Like, it's just like... It's the same thing as, like, everybody that holds their phone up to record concerts. It's like, you realize you are never going, like, you're going to see yeah. one video, realize your phone is shit at taking sound, yeah, you're not delete gonna... them all, and then do it again. Yeah, like, like I, I did that once when I went to, when I was, like, front row at uh, that NXT show. I took a lot of pictures and videos, and I still have those, and I still like to go back, but it was just like, okay, I did that the one time, and then from then on, I was like, no, let's do this anymore. I'm just going to not... Yeah. I'll take the occasional picture and video, but for the most part, I, you know, I don't want to watch an event through my phone. Yeah. It just uh, I just ugh. I just hit record and like look over the phone. I yeah. don't even care if it's a good shot. I just it's yeah, there. Yeah, you know. I understand. Like I don't yeah. Uh we have a longer than normal 
entrance for Bray, which means you get to hear the guitar solo in the song, which is like a good solo. Ding, 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 oh, yeah. ding, I like the guitar ding, solo ding, in that song. You ding, never ding, get to ding. hear it. And yep. the band does a great job of coordinating with like Bray blowing out the lantern to stop playing. It's really impressive how they managed to do yep. that. Cena comes out. The Wyatt Not family smiling. and Cena. Yes, the Wyatt family and Cena stare each other down across the ring. Bray whispers instructions to Rowan Harper and the bell rings. So, Bray isn't here to win. That's not his motivation. He wants to expose John Cena as the monster that he sees Cena as. So when the match begins, Bray just gets on his knees and presents himself to Cena. Selling him. Finish him. Finish me. Show everyone who you really are. Because Bray Wyatt is an incredible performer. Uh, Cena takes out Bray, and Bray gets a bit of the Cena he wants. As Cena just starts like viciously attacking Bray. Just like punching him on the mat, throwing him in the corner, choking him. You know, just battering him up and down like john cena does a really good job there's a few there's a few moments in this match where john cena is 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 playing it a bit he's playing it to the rafters of his moral conflict ah, but in general i think he does a very good job in this match of selling like that he is on the precipice of being what bray wyatt thinks he is uh some solid back and forth between cena and wyatt uh but then we get the spot of the match with the best camera work in the history of the WWE. Cena goes to the five moves of doom, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, sidewalk slam. He goes to the five knuckle shuffle. The camera follows him as he bounces off the ropes. And when he bounces to come back to hit Bray, Bray is from lying on the mat is up in a crab walk position. And Cena like falls backwards in shock. And let me tell you the first, when I watched this live, I had the same reaction. Like I was because that was the first time like, he did it, wasn't it? No, he had done the crab walk before, but not very often. Okay. But he never done it like that. Like the camera yeah. work on that was incredible. But now when I watch it, I'm like, oh, he doesn't. Because usually when he does the five knuckle shuffle, he does the 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 people's elbow where he uh, runs to the hor- to the rope perpendicular to the body to the his opponent. Yeah, uh, but this time he did it parallel, and so it makes sense. But even so, like you don't think about that in the moment. And the camera did a perfect job of getting off a of break, coming back to have us feel as shocked as 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 Cena was in that moment. It's so good. It was so good. You could tell. Like, I love King's reaction to it because he reacted to it like it's his very first time ever seeing it. And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. motherfucker, you have called a Wyatt match before, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh. The crowd gets on their feet singing. He's got the whole world in his hands as Bray hits uh-huh. Cena with a urinagi yeah. and a splash in the corner. But Cena counters a spe- second sla- splash into a middle rope tornado DDT. Cena goes for his top rope leg drop, but Bray catches him into a spinning or to a pinning powerbomb that Cena kicks out of. Cena goes to the SCF, but Bray fights out. Cena hits him with the, time wa- or with the sidewalk slam and then connects with the five knuckle shuffle. Cena gets Bray out for the AA, but Bray counters into a gut buster onto his knee for a near fall. Cena and Bray get on the apron, and Cena attempts to get Bray up for the AA, but Bray counters and hits Cena with a DDT onto the apron. And shout out to Jerry the King Lawler, because he chimes in, informing us that the apron is the hardest part of the ring. No, no, no. He says, trust me, I know from experience the apron is the hardest part, which is worse. Yes. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. When, when, so I'm writing my notes as I'm watching the show. And when he hits that DDT, I'm writing, hits a DDT in the apron. And then I was about to write, the apron is the hardest part of the ring. Because that's yes. the joke. And then yeah. Lawler just says it. 
It's yep. like, okay, all right. Because Lawler is the joke. He is. Yeah. He is a joke. The crowd sings for Bray again as he continues to batter Cena in the corner, setting Cena up for a super flex of the turnbuckle, but Cena powers out, sending Bray to the mat. And But instead of jumping down to Bray, he delivers a crossbody to Ronan Harper on the outside, which was surprising and really cool. Because you never really see Cena do stuff like that. Like You never see Cena do a Christian. Yeah, uh, that it was at that point when I realized that Harper was stuck at WrestleMania wearing that goddamn mask, yep, wearing the, the entire wearing the, time until it got sheeps. knocked off of him at this it's spot. Just, yeah, it's like yep. you can't see that much in that no. thing. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. Uh, the sorry, I lost my spot. Bray sends Cena to the steps on the outside, but Cena takes over and sends Bray into the post. Then Cena picks up the steps and like walks towards Bray like maniacally and and he lifts them up and then and he throws them away before sending Bray back into the ring. Bray takes out Cena with a shoulder tackle and sits on the ground, cradling his head before attempting a senton that Cena rolls away from. Cena hits Bray with an attitude adjustment and that's oh Bray kicks out it too. Rowan <laughs> distracts the ref and Harper attacks Cena, allowing Bray to hit the senton for a near fall. Cena goes outside to regroup, and he takes the time to tackle Harper through the barricade in the timekeeper's area. Bray gets Cena back in the ring and sets him up for the Sister Abigail, but sister, Cena fights out and locks Bray in the STF that Bray quickly forces a break from. Cena gets up to regroup, and Bray catches him into a Sister Abigail out of nowhere. I love the theatricality of the Sister Abigail, but I love when he just like hits it at any time out of nowhere. Yep. He doesn't do it that often, but when he does, it's so cool. Yes. Then Bray goes to the outside. Yanks the cover off the Spanish announce table. That doesn't do anything with it. He was just, I don't know, he's just mad. Again, Spanish announce team. They're yep. just awful. Just, yep. They're treated like shit. Yep. <laughs> then he gets a chair from the timekeeper's area. Bray gets the chair down, sets the chair down in the ring, and kicks it to Cena. He gets on his knees <laughs> and once again presents himself to Cena, begging Cena to finish him as the crowd seeing he's, he's got the whole world in his hands. So there's a fun parallel to this. Uh, the next year at Hell in a Cell, or later this year at Hell in a Cell, in 2014. So, oh, that's right. At TLC. Not at TLC. Anyway. But it's with Dean. It's with Dean, Dean. right? Dean and Bray are wrestling each other. And Bray pulls the chair out. And he's like, come on, Dean. Show them the mantra that you quack. And Dean just beats the piss out of him with the chair. (laughs) Yep. Dean's like, cool. (laughs) Which is a great character thing. Oh, it's great. Uh, And he like buries White in chairs. He's like, okay, cool. He like goes under the ring, gets every chair. I remember that. Oh my god. And that's for like a chairs match at or a big. I don't know if it was a chairs match, just an extreme rules match at TLC. Uh, Cena lifts the chair up, looking down at Bray, but instead of hitting Bray, he runs to the to the apron and hits Rowan with it instead. Bray goes for a roll-up that Cena kicks out of, and then Bray tries to hit the Sister Abigail one last time, but Cena fights out and hits Bray with an AA and gets the win in 22-25. I had forgotten how good this match is. Yeah, it's I really good. I completely forgot how great this match is. But Bray should have won. Oh, yeah, 1,000% Bray should have won you know, and built up know, his mystique. You know what, though? You know really fucking what? Oh, boy. At least... At least he could have won by disqualification and Cena yeah. hit him over the head. And yeah, because conti- their feud continued. Because that's the thing. Like, yeah, and th- this felt like the end of the feud, not the beginning. Because yeah. yeah. this is the first and match we- in a three-match feud. 
What has always angered me about this feud more than anything else is the only quote-unquote win Bray fucking got was walking out of the steel cage because he used, I don't know, some weird fucking singing child. A demonic child. Yeah, fucking Nicholas when he was six just singing (laughs) and shit. Oh oh my god, you guys. fucking give a shit. That's not a win. That's not a win. I'm gonna be a smarky bitch for a second and say that's not a fucking win, but whatever. We're done. Oh my god, you guys. Yes, noobs. <laughs> I just had... Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make Are a horrible sc- joke. Let's I'm do scared. This. So, you know how, like, Connor was in the crowd for this match, and they showed yes, him a yes, few times. Yeah, yeah he, he he was there for the whole show, right at, uh, on the side of the hard camera at ringside. Dude, yep. don't make a Connor joke. No, 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 I'm not making a Connor okay. joke. Okay. But what if all of the kids that Bray Wyatt has been using... In these promos to fuck with John Cena's head. What yeah. if all those kids are Make a Wish kids that Cena's okay, helped? That's, yeah, and that's, that's, that's why. Right, that's where you're going. Like, okay, that's, that's why. Good. That's, that's why good. Cena reacts so bad. He's like, Timmy, no. Little, what have they done to you, Jerome? <laughs> what if that's the case. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's fucking. Make great. a wish, John. Oh my God. <laughs> So, like, I, I think they did it better the next year with Rusev, where, so, you're doing a, a traditional three-match feud, where you have the heel wins one, the face wins one, and the, the face wins the rubber match. It should it should have started at Elimination Chamber. Uh, yeah. Or, it should have started at Elimination Chamber with Wyatt getting a win, or if if you wanted Cena to win at WrestleMania, or Wyatt, like, Wyatt should have won the first match in this feud. Uh... Because, like, at the next year, when it was Cena-Rusev, Rusev beat him at Fastlane. And yeah. then Cena won at Mania, and then won the feud at Extreme Rules. That's okay. This, though, Cena wins clean at Mania, and then you have the cage match at Extreme Rules. And then, like, the last man standing match at Payback is really good. Bray gets it's really good a set of ring steps. But, you know, it's Cena finishing the feud and coming out on top of the feud. And it didn't really, like, it helped Bray in that he got a 20-minute match on WrestleMania against John Cena. That, just just having that elevates you. Yes. But <clears throat> it, the story, he did not come out of this with anything more than that. Like, yep. the, the feud didn't help him as much as just being in the feud helped him. Like, he got the rub for being in the feud, but that's it. He It just yep. kind of... Not a like, single clean pin. Like, yeah. which, which I'm fine with. The heel does isn't supposed to win clean in feuds like this. They're not supposed to. The heel's supposed to get a, a fucky win to start the feud. The, and then you have the babyface win close the second time or have a DQ finish or some fuck finish the second time. And then the babyface wins the third match. To finish the feud. That's why it's wrestling 101. Well, well, that's what was crazy about the Rusev thing. They had four matches. They did? Yeah. Um, I thought it ended at Extreme Rules. Did it go to no, Payback? No, so they, they had a chain match, too. That was that the was fourth a, was match. Was that not Extreme Rules? Um, Let me double check. Because that's the one... Because it was a Russian chain match. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, that was the Russian chain match Extreme Rules. That was the next month. Okay. And then and after that was Payback and... Oh, yeah. Oh, they had an I Quit match at Payback. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That okay, was a four. It was a four match. Yeah, and I, Cena I won the I Quit match and, as well. And Cena won the I Quit match. They shouldn't have done it. It should have. And then, and then it was Elimination Chamber where Cena went in with uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, Guys, yeah, aren't no, you forgetting? It, There's a fifth match to this. 
the flag match. It wasn't that Cena. No, who was the flag? Wasn't match? it Cena and Rusev? Oh, like, this is obviously a few oh, years later. But like, boy. isn't that that was a Cena match? Yeah, that was wasn't this, it? Yes, yes, that was Battleground 2017. Yeah, that's right. They oh, that brought match. that feud back. That match what? was a fever dream. I still don't. I forgot. <laughs> it just clicked. I, yeah, oh my god! Seventeen. I forgot. That was the Punjabi prison match. Yeah. I forgot Ew, that was a god. thing. That's a that pay -per -view. was the show with like the screwy <laughs> Kevin Owens AJ Styles US title match finish. Yeah. That was. Oh my god! What a weird match. <laughs> What a weird show! <laughs> to me, that's probably one of the worst pay per views they've ever done. Battleground's not a good place for pay -per -view. no, 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 no. no. That, that was that was, was after the... Great Balls of Fire. Yep. Well, it was honestly, My it was God. just to get, honestly, it was just to shake because Cena hadn't been around for a while, and they were getting Cena Corbin at uh, SummerSlam the next month, and they needed to knock the rust off of him. Yeah, and so yeah. they just had that match with him to 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 get Cena back into ring shape. Oh God, they God, I forgot back. about that. They brought War like Rusev. the Kali. <laughs> they brought that oh my God! Did my title? This is my title. That show was a fever dream. My God, Sami Zayn versus Mike Kanellis. There's not like yep the yep. last the last hour of that pay per view is dog shit. Right. <laughs> anyway, boy, but yeah. Uh, Bray should have won this, or he should have won it at at Extreme Rules. Um, yeah, something. Yeah. Bray is. It is, is at this point. It is at this point after the match that we see Jerry Lawler has drank some Mountain Dew. He has drank some of his Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> his brain drastic go down. Yes. Uh, so then we get the Hall of Fame segment. Uh, I can't recommend highly enough watching the Jake Roberts Hall of Fame induction. Um, yeah, very good. good speech. Knowing Jake's story, knowing how rough his life has been, there's a moment in the speech where he's just like, you know, I've had some rough times, but now I'm happy. And that made me feel. Uh, also, the Mr. T induction is a fever dream. Well, I am humility. Yes. My mama, the best thing in the world. So Mr. T is just the whole speech is about how much he loves his mama. And at one point, he's like, you don't just love your mama on Mama's Day. You have a mama on Christmas. You have your mama on Halloween. You have your mama on Arbor Day. And you could tell he wasn't doing this on purpose because he's uh, fucking got Alzheimer's. But <laughs> so he starts doing that. And he's in front of uh, several thousand wrestling fans. So it became, you don't love, you love your mama on Christmas. What? what you love your mom on Halloween? <laughs> what? Which is the only good use of the what chant in history? I right. died. It's to this day one of the funniest. That it's so good. It's really and then, fucking great. Then Kane has to come out with his music. His Kane's music hits. Kane walks out and whispers into Mr. T's ear to basically tell him, "Yo, dog, you've gone along. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta wrap it up. You're done." And then Mr. T goes back and he's like, oh, I've, I've gone too long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he like walks to the back just apologizing. It was, it's so weird. Oh, my God. God. Oh, Rockus, you crazy. Ah, yes. The Fink comes out to present the class of 2014. Jake Roberts, uh, Paul Bearer, Lita, Mr. T, Razor Ramon, Carlos Colon, and the Ultimate Warrior. Doesn't it the is, warrior die in like two it, nights? Two days. Two, I was about to say, uh, yeah, it is weird seeing Warrior yep. knowing what would happen two days later. 
Yeah. And then uh, it's even weirder that raw promo that he. Yep. Where he like well, says a man it's, it's, takes it's, his final breath. But here's the thing. It seems weird in a vacuum, but not when you compare that to the other Ultimate Warrior promos that are like, yeah, that's kind of par for the course. He does talk about that stuff a lot. Like, it was just kind of Ultimate Warrior gibberish, but yeah, then he died the next day. God. I remember when the news came out. I like, And it shows, like, wrestling is a, is a business full of ghosts. My first thought was, oh my God, suicide. <laughs> like, yeah. That was my first thought, was like, he got, you know, he got his last moment and everything like that, and he's kind of... He had nothing else to live for kind of a thing. Yeah, but then you hear about, like, no, he he was actually, like, a really good husband and father. So... Mm-hmm. Aside from being a terrible human being it's, on the other side. Yeah, a bad uh, person. Right. He, you know, he's at least he's at least good to his, his family, I guess, because they're you know, straight. Uh, <laughs> so... Cool. Taker had a really cool entrance. <laughs> I like Taker's entrance a lot. So we're not going to go match dun, blow by blow for, for this match. I forgot. You that uh, my dude that just turned into the Imperial Death March from Star Wars. I know. Yeah, I, did. No, I do that every time, and that's why I stopped. I'm like, shit, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> every I say, time no, I do you it. You have to sweep that one under the rub. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, under the good. rub. I, honestly, that's hilarious. Um, Thank you. So, Brock Lesnar ends the Undertaker streak here in a rough match because Taker gets concussed pretty early on. Yeah. And they just kind of have to feel their way through it. I 20 more minutes, all right. God, that match was so long. Yeah, when you see the hit, the hit happens at 232.54 when they botch a leg yep. flip on the outside, yep, yep. and you just see Taker's eyes just glaze. Yep. And just the go, match is 25 Whoa. minutes long. Yeah, that was so, five minutes in. It's like, uh-oh. I just so, can't even. It's hard to watch now. It's not a good match. It's not fun. But, <sighs> so, at the time, I did not mind Brock Lesnar breaking the streak. because So, uh, so the, the big thing was, so, like, the idea of the streak was, it was going to have to end sometime, and you're going to have to give somebody the rub. But... And people were like, oh, you're giving to a part-time guy. I t- still believe you can't have a full-time guy break the streak. Because you can't have somebody break the streak. And then... Because if you have somebody break the streak, th- congratulations. They can't lose on Raw anymore. Ever. Like, I think, it's, I think it's more interesting to use Brock to break the streak and then build Brock up. And then you give the rub from breaking the streak to somebody who is a full-time guy. I think that's really smart. It's too bad they didn't do it. Yeah, I... No. Like, it would have the... been great, but, but the way they've handled Brock in the years since has really made it look <sighs> much worse in hindsight. Yeah, looking in and hindsight... It's because they wouldn't get over... They wouldn't yep. get over getting over Roman. <laughs> like, yep. honest... So, so for, for all the grievances I've had, I've never ultimately thought this was a fucking terrible stupid idea all of this wrapped up you don't know what the fuck you're doing until this past mania where roman didn't win because it was a year of talking about it everyone knew and so i don't know because because everyone knew vince like called up russo and was like what would you do in this situation i don't fucking know bro but it just made the past 
five years of Brock and the past two yep. years of Roman feel utterly useless and yeah. pointless. Because you meaningless. don't get that coronating moment at Mania. You hold it till SummerSlam. Yeah. And, and like, so, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nibs. I, I agree in a way, having the part-timer doing it. Yeah. But I just like looking at the other people that Taker faced. Who would? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Edge, Batista, Mark Henry. Eh, I I understand why you don't want those yeah. guys. But Taker like, wanted Orton to end the streak. He wanted Orton. Orton, was he, wanted Orton. he wanted Orton. Orton was too old school. And was like not nah, legend killer guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, came like, to do it at one point. And then like yeah. Shawn Michaels and Triple H. No, they didn't yeah. need it. But like with CM Punk, mm, a little I thought, bit. I thought Punk was going to do it. I thought. And then I with, thought. When yeah. then with Bray Wyatt the next year. Yeah. Like, but that, like the thing, like Bray Wyatt like, not winning. I thought was Bray Wyatt should have won that match again. That's this is <laughs> kind of a mania mainstay. Bray Wyatt should have won that match. Bray Wyatt's never won at WrestleMania. Yep. Bray yeah, Wyatt should have won against Taker at WrestleMania 31 because ta- you don't have to worry about you know the mystique of the streak. Yeah. Taker gets nothing from it. You should have Bray win. The what like yeah. what Bray gets from beating, beating Taker is so much more than what Taker gets from beating Bray. Yep. Yeah, and then they let fucking Roman beat Taker. Yep. And what should have been Taker's last match? Oh yeah. yeah. He's not going to be at Mania this year, and that's wild. It's the first time since yeah. 2000. I'm okay with it. I am too. Like, listen, that old motherfucker. Like, I don't want to watch him wrestle anymore. But... Motherfucker's charging 150 bucks for a photograph. Yep. Hey, listen, gotta make that paper. You gotta yeah. make more millions. Um, but yeah, like you can't have you can't have Bray break the streak and then you know job out to Roman Reigns on Raw two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you build that mystique of the family and stuff like that. Yeah, you build all like, that stuff to where yeah. you can't get to Bray. That's the thing. Like you have to. But, <sighs> but yeah, I think it's like I, I always looked at it like a video game item where it's like the item you get. Like there is the item of the streak, and you don't beat, <laughs> like the main boss for the streak item. Uh, you don't get that. You get you that guy gets killed by the other dude, and then you kill the other dude, and you get the item. Like, but the problem was... It's an urn, because you gotta earn yeah, it. True. But the problem was, <laughs> the first person to pin Brock clean after Brock broke the streak was Goldberg. Yeah. They just held on to it for too long. They, they, they had him squash John Cena, which I thought was cool. Again, you're building this mystique. They did a... They really did an incredible job of building Brock Lesnar into this monster. He broke the streak. He destroyed John Cena. I really liked that whole period. I thought yeah. it was cool because they were doing a great job of turning him into the final boss of the WWE. Uh huh. Yep. But they just they haven't been able to let it go. They haven't been able nope. to take a step back and be like, "You're not that guy anymore. We're gonna have somebody beat you, and you're not gonna be in the like. You're not going to be the final boss anymore." They just they've been so afraid. Because you had Seth Rollins, you take the title at WrestleMania 31, and then you had Brock move to other things for a while, which was cool. Uh, and but then he got the title back, and it was just same shit, different day. They just they were always afraid. Yeah, you know it's it's weird. It is also but, yeah. A, another question to ponder: How can a ref tell where Brock Lesnar's shoulders end or begin? <laughs> 
I, that's a good question. Jesus it's Christ. just like, listen, is the Where, majority of the meat pinning? on the mat? Well, then let me count. Yeah, his neck is you know on the my... mat. I guess we start. <laughs> yep. You know what my favorite thing about the end of this match was? What's that? When, so, he's lost. Uh, Taker's lost. And Heyman's losing his shit. He's like, oh my god! Oh my god! He beat, and he just goes over to Brock. He's like, you beat it! You beat the streak! And Brock's face and his, yeah. the noises he makes. He's like, I beat, I beat him, boss. I beat the yep. streak. The streak. Dead, 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 dead man. So dead, dead. Got him. I god got him, bless. Didn't the like, bell not it, ring? It didn't ring in immediately. And it, it's also like, boy, there are so many people who are convinced it was a botch, even though yep. they had the cameras ready to get shocked fan reactions, and they had the 21 and one graphic ready. People still yep. thought it was a boss finish. Yep, because people well, yeah. are dumb. Well, yeah, because it's rumored that the refs usually don't know the no, end. The, yeah, no, the refs are not told the finishes. They're told to count, to, to count the pin like it's a shoot match. Cause, because it's not on the ref. Like, sometimes the refs will know. Yeah. Like, one time there was a match in NXT, I think, where the refs stopped the count early. But for the most part, they're to, like, you count the pin... It's on the performers to not fuck it up. You know, that's why I also think that the match went too long was because Taker didn't know when to not lift his shoulder up. Maybe. Maybe. He was yeah. so like, fucked up, he was like, yeah. wait, was this the second or third time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I still remember watching it and like not really paying that much attention because because this match was the least interesting streak match in years because it was like, yep. Brock Lesnar's not going to win. Yeah, no, it's just one hundred percent. Like Brock Lesnar's not going to win, and then because they hadn't really, because so Brock Lesnar came back two years before this, he loses to John Cena at Extreme Rules twenty twelve, his first match back. He loses to John Cena. He beats Triple H at uh, at SummerSlam twenty twelve. He loses to Triple H at WrestleMania twenty nine. He beats Triple H at Extreme Rules uh, twenty thirteen. He beats Punk at SummerSlam 2013, and then he breaks the streak. So, like, they weren't really... He was, a, like, an attraction. Yeah, no. He wasn't the unbeatable monster before this, which right. made it even more shocking. Uh, and then just... I remember watching that with friends and just being like, boy, this isn't that fun to watch. I'm, like, looking at my phone, and then he gets him up again. I'm like, okay, and he hits him. Like, oh, wow, he's going to hit him with a third F5? Like, Yeah, so what... Uh, what? What just happened? What? Yeah. What? The, there apparently, yeah. Well, I looked it up here, there was no bell ring yep. ever. Yep. Like, they didn't ring the bell. They which, added it into the network afterwards. Which the is, match is still going. Which is fucking beautiful. Because it, it sells the shock. It sells that no every single music. person in that arena was shocked. It's, or it's, who it's, the it's, bell does not yeah. toll. It's, <laughs> it's so smart, though, because it's like... We're gonna sell it. the the music The guy working gorilla who plays the music is shocked. The timekeeper is shocked. Everybody's yeah. shocked. Nobody's ready for except for the graphics. Nobody's ready for I the like event. That. Like I, I, I like that great. kayfabe no prize. I like that. I I really liked it. I like it a lot because it does it. It shows how uh it, it really sells the shock of Brock Lesnar winning. Uh, that yeah. man and that black guy will be in infamy with Ellis. just the bulging eyeballs. Just like, oh yeah, that's right. Ellis Mba. I follow him on Twitter. He's a good follow. That's great. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> My favorite thing about this entire match is at the end, the uh, commentary are acting like Taker just retired. Like, like they cut the back to commentary and they're like, "Just we want to say 
you know, thank you, Taker, for everything you've done and all of the matches I've had. Yeah. I've gotten to call for you. It's like, he's not dead. Yeah, like, they're, they're really selling this up like this is the end of Taker. And then when Taker gets up, the three of them, <laughs> all three of them are standing up and they are clapping in unison. And the, and the microphones are catching it. Like, it is within, it is in unison. Yeah. Like, Oh like yeah, you're at the, a fucking North Korean rally. Yes, it is I weird. Forgot that. I forgot how weird that is. Yes, I remember watching that live. It's just, it's like, this is strange. And they're doing it. They're doing the thing that like um uh was it Pelosi at Trump earlier? Yes, like they they're yes. like pointing the, their hands at him. Union. It's like what the fuck yeah. is this? It was a uh, man. The it really. I don't know. Who got David Lynch to program this match at WrestleMania? But I'm I'm into it because <laughs> it really feels like something out of Twin Peaks. It does. Oh my god! Also, this is also at the point. I know this sign had been in the been in the um audience quite a bit, but the Henry Kin trucking sign. Henry Kin trucking was so blatant for this yes. Undertaker stuff. You could see it because he was the only yep. person holding up his goddamn sign. Yep. Yeah. I, I googled it and I found a great tweet. I, I'm gonna retweet this from retweet the account that here. Account. Like, yeah. Henry Kin, I hate your trucking as much as green shirt guy. Hashtag WrestleMania. Henry Kin trucking responds. Yes. <laughs> I love nice. you as much as Brock loves leg day. Which is great. And then the year later, this Evan guy. It's just so good. It's such a good moment. Yes. It's so Yeah. It's a year later, the dude is just like, hey, man, you dead? And then Henry Ken's just like, alive and trucking, ready for some hashtag mania. God, just <laughs> such a beautiful, beautiful exchange of fans. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, <sighs> has there ever been a more unfortunate spot for a match? Than this poor women's match. It's poor ah, for a lot of reasons. Boy. Yeah. It's like, they gotta, oh, it's, oof, oof, that's. Not good. It is pretty so bad. bad. for them. It's a rough not match. Not good, not so good, not good. Not good, not good, not good. It's match. It's 15 women, every, pretty much every woman on the roster competing for the Divas Championship. Not a battle royal. Just the first person to score a pinfall or submission wins. Uh, the first time the Divas Championship has been defended on Mania, and the only time, because WrestleMania 32 is technically the Divas Championship being retired and the Women's Championship being being uh, fought for on Mania. Uh, so, it's not good. The crowd's dead. AJ makes Naomi tap to retain her title in 648. The finish was a bit botched. So, yeah, AJ the gets ref Naomi in... AJ gets Naomi in the Black Widow, and Naomi goes to her knees. What was supposed to happen was AJ has hold of Naomi's arm, and she slaps Naomi's hand on the mat to make it look like Naomi tapped out when she wasn't actually tapping out. And that did happen. What also happened was Naomi just started tapping out with her other arm. Yeah. Completely the watching whatever story they wanted to tell from AJ cheating to win. And the ref was yep. looking at the wrong arm. It was, yeah, it was such, it was like, because I, I, I remember people talking about that finish being botched. It was the first time I watched this match since I watched it live, and I looked, and it was like, oh yeah, because like AJ was slapping her hand down, but Naomi was just tapping with her other arm. I didn't notice that. I'll have to look at that again. Yep. The things because that I, I, yeah, the things that I were no, was noticing how they, they muted the crowd during AJ's entrance because yep. they can't have the CM Punk chance. Yep. And I'm just thinking, oh God. 
Jerry the King Lawler's on a woman's commentating oh, a women's God. match. Oh yeah. no! Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! God, no! Like and yeah, he was yeah. really bad at that too. Though he was like, I'm. I remember at one point he was like, "I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so excited and distracted. Yeah. Like you sound like you're dying. Dang, like, guys, like it wasn't the usual puppies. It was just him, like almost, almost like he had a cue card. Like what perverted thing I gotta say? I'm, yeah, he I'm had lost, a line. Guys. He had a line. Dang, guys, my eyeballs have are having a pleasure overlord overload here. Oh overlord God. pleasure overlord. Yeah. No, it's like he was he was a pleasure overlord. He's a pleasure oh, overlord, yeah. I don't no, like it, this at all. <laughs> like, it's like it's like Male King power like, fantasy dead. Yes, you made the comment like he's not doing the puppy thing. It's like yeah, he got he got castrated for this match. Like he's Yard. like you can't do that shit. You can't do that. Yeah, normal it feels shit. Like, yeah, it feels oh, like they, they told him like, hey, don't be a perv, and he's just like. What else can Listen, I do? What else can I do? Pervins in my family. My daddy was a perv. My granddaddy was a perv. Pervins all I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, uh, Master Roshi. Um, so yeah, what uh, what caught my eye the most of this match was at some point the Bellas like grab I think it was Eva Marie and they like try to do a double knee thing together, but uh, Nikki went further down before. Um, uh, oh my God, the other one's name I lost her Brie. name, Bree. And stuff, and it just, like, it was really, really awkward. Because they were carrying her around for a while, and then they reset her up. And then they came down. It was, it was the worst thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. It was not a good match. Uh, but, yeah, it's, no. it's interesting to go back and watch that finish to see how it was botched. Because they botched the hell out of the finish. AJ did her job, but everybody else didn't. Uh, R.I.P. Mean Gene, mean Gene is backstage. With Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, then Mr. T. The main event of the very first WrestleMania. Uh, they start to confront each other, and then Pat Patterson comes out of nowhere in an old rest outfit trying to defuse the situation. Uh, they all shake hands and bury the hatchet. It was fun, if uh, very dumb. But it was good to help reset the crowd. It you know, was it's... really... There was a really funny moment that wasn't meant to be caught on on mic uh -huh. when piper passes the sheet to mr wonderful you can clearly yeah. hear okay just brush that off read what's on the sheet yeah like you just hear yeah. it loud and it's just like yeah huh because he yeah because because paul orndorff was having trouble with his promo yeah he was <laughs> uh and it really feels like all right we're short on time no video package rev theory get out there play and play in orton and so orton yeah. orton's out first with rev theory playing again another uh, heel Performing yep. with the band at Mania. That's yep. so interesting. Mm -hmm. No machine gun pyro for Batista, but we get the return of the like 2010 heel Batista walking to the ring with just a single spotlight on him and all the other lights out, which I marked out for. I I'm glad they brought that. Cause okay, we, cause, I forgot what that was. Yeah, because right. like it was he was like I'm the star here. You know, I'm the per like he, he he was like heel like. Uh, vain, like arrogant Batista, and so he would walk out with just a single spotlight on him. Yeah, and so, mm -hmm. and so when they were like, okay, so he's not going to be the babyface anymore. We're going to have to call an audible. Daniel Bryan's in this. Uh, Batista, you're also a heel now. They went from because the, the machine gun power was a very babyface thing to do. They went yeah. from that to the spotlight. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, and finally, the reason that everyone is here, Daniel Bryan makes his way to the ring. Brian immediately charges Orton when the match begins. Batista attempts a Batista bomb, but Brian counters it into a head scissors. Can you imagine 
if this was just Orton versus Batista, like the original plan. Yeah, nope. or yeah, after after you had the streak broken, after yeah, you had that just Orton Batista. Just imagine that. Or like, if it was if it was Triple H added oh, to it, like all both of those oh, combinations are just like, like the crowd has no reason to live. <laughs> yep, I'm sure it'd be entertaining, but Jesus. Uh Daniel gets dumped outside and Batista and Orton brawl. Batista attempts a Batista bomb onto the steps, but Orton count but Orton counters it into a back body drop, dumping Batista on said steps. Orton sees Brian beginning to move and walks over and beats the piss out of him before going back to Batista. Uh, Batista and Orton go back to fighting in the ring and Brian comes back to life delivering a double drop kick onto Orton and Batista then yes kicks to both of his opponents connecting with the final kick to Batista but Orton telegraphs it and counters Brian gets both Orton and Batista into opposite corners and delivers running drop kicks alternating between the two before hitting Orton with a top rope head scissors Orton takes out Brian and hits Batista with a superplex of the top rope but out of nowhere, Brian comes flying in from off screen to hit Orton with a diving headbutt. And then he locks in the S lock on ah! Orton. Great. And then he, as he has the S lock locked in, Triple H and Steph run in, yanking the ref out of the ring, bumping him on the outside. Batista hits Brian with a spine buster and crooked ref Scott Armstrong, who hasn't been seen since giving Brian the fast count at Night of Champions, shows up and is now refing the match. Yeah, Batista boo. hits Brian with a Batista bomb, but Brian kicks out. The entire crowd starts chanting yes. Okay, real quick. Uh huh. I wonder how much of Chioda's career <laughs> has spent has been spent lying down, lying down with like his with his arms like with his head being covered <sighs> with his arms. Yep, like, yep. Like, like he's playing heads up, seven up, just like waiting <laughs> for his turn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that was good. That's a good just pull. like. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's got to be like 5 to 10%. Yes, absolutely. Has to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> Scott Armstrong goes over to Brian, but Brian kicks him in the head, taking him out. Fun fact Scott Armstrong, Road Dog's brother. Huh. As Scott Armstrong oh. recovers on the outside. Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, the. Uh, mm, the I did not know that either. Yep. Yep. Uh, Road Dog's brother and their dad is Bullet, Barb Armstrong, Bullet Bob Armstrong. They come from a long wrestling family. Uh,. Armstrong recovers on the outside with Triple H and Steph. Brian hits them with a suicide dive. Triple H gets up and decides enough is enough. He gets the sledgehammer off him up underneath the ring. He I gets mean, on the ring apron. You yes. could have said you could have said Triple H just procures a sledgehammer out of his ass. Yeah. Just like keeps going. Like he's always Triple got H one at the ready. Just like fucking Harry Potter fucking ASIO sledgehammer. Uh <laughs> He gets on the ring apron with the sledgehammer, but Brian kicks Triple H, knocks the hammer out of his hands that he uses to take out Triple H. That's a, it's a wrap on Triple H for the night. Go back, go hit the showers. Brian then rushes over uh, to roll up Batista as original ref Mike Chioda comes back to life, but the count is broken up by Orton, who batters Brian on the outside, soon joined by Batista, the two of them teaming up to batter Daniel Bryan. The two former stablemates stare each other down and hash something out before they begin to tear apart the English and Spanish announce tables. And oh boy, I know what's coming. What a move. Brian tries to get up, but Batista takes him out with a monitor. Batista sets Brian up on the English announce table, and some people in the crowd are chanting CM Punk. Come on, guys. Yeah, that was weird. I'm just like, I don't, why? I don't, why? Why? Because the camera was near them. It was an opportunity for them to get themselves over. That's so, fair. Uh, well, how, how I felt about when I watched it was that there was a rumor that... and. It, there's nothing to support it, of course. Um, or maybe just hopeful, smart bullshit. Not even a rumor. That 
Punk was going to show up to help Brian win. Oh, because I, it was still really, there, there was yeah, still no. there was still this point, this feeling yes. like it could have all been a work, but yep. clearly I remember you know. that. Yeah, that was that was hopeful smart. Yeah, that was before that. the yeah. podcast yeah. released, right? Yeah, yeah. The podcast was like after, went until like November. Yeah, because this was after the Raw in Chicago where Heyman came out to see him Punk's music and all that. And yeah, huh. uh, Batista uh, gets Brian up on the announce table. And delivers a Batista bomb into an RKO, obliterating Daniel Bryan. Fucking gorgeous. Yeah. But Orton gorgeous takes murder. the worst of the bump because Orton lands kidney oh, first onto the corner monitor. of one of the monitors. Oh my god, that was oh, it, it You could see the look on his face like, who the fuck about, put this monitor here? Oh shit, I like, did. Who, fuck. Like, god. A, like, he lands like right on his kidney onto the corner of the monitor. Yep. How he wasn't busted open there, and, he's and like, the one that, well, he cut himself. He he did get there cut was a blood on, bit, but not back. bad. But it, it wasn't right, that right. bad. Like it, it should it have wasn't been like a puncture. Yeah, yeah, it should have been kidney failure. <laughs> yeah, and he put just, it there too. He That's put it there. He's the one who cleared off that table. He goes, "Oh God, uh, this was my doing. Fuck, yeah, just hoisted on my own monitor." <laughs> Stupid! Uh, stupid! <laughs> dumb as fuck. I'm dumb Batista, as fuck. <laughs> Batista observes the carnage beneath him as EMTs come out with a stretcher for Daniel. Batista sets his sight on Orton, battering him around the ring, getting Orton back in the ring, and Orton sets up Batista for the draping DDT. Uh, sorry, I had to look for something really quick. Uh, but Batista counters it, sending Orton to the outside. So Orton hit, just hits Batista with the DDT from the apron to the floor. Uh, the EMTs get Brian to the entrance ramp, and Brian fights out of the stretcher, crawling his way back towards the ring, immediately thrown into the ring steps by Daniel Br- or by Randy Orton. Orton gets Brian in the ring and stands there, basking in the Daniel Bryan chant from the crowd before he starts taunting the crowd, telegraphing the RKO. He goes to the RKO, but Brian counters it and locks in the S-lock on Randy, only to have the hole broken up by Batista, who is then locked into the S-lock before Orton breaks it. Uh, Orton calls to the RKO on Batista, uh, but Batista powers out of it charging Orton for a spear, but Orton jumps out of the way, and so Batista hits Bryant. Then Orton hits uh, Batista with an RKO that Batista kicks out of at 2.9. I remember watching this thinking, well, yeah. that was it. That was it. Yeah. Like, that's, okay, so Randy Orton won. And that count was so close, I had to, like, it take a lap. Was, I had to, like, get man. up and walk out of the room for a second because I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> Orton agonizes in the ring not knowing what he has to do to end this match it is time for the finish and listen i can't do it there's nothing i can't do that let's just
I I will never not get goosebumps. Yeah, it's the perfect... that is absolutely without a doubt one of the best Michael Cole calls. Period. Absolutely, and Vince McMahon wasn't in the back. <laughs> yep. Uh, Vince wasn't in. His oh ear. shit! Mark's dying. I gotta go. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. It's just I I will always get goosebumps just thinking about that. It's the best finish. Uh, Orton goes to the punt. Uh, Brian takes him out with the knee. Then uh, Batista covers Orton. Orton kicks out at 2.5, which I thought it was over. And then Orton and then uh, Batista takes Orton out with the Batista bomb. Brian comes in, hits Batista with the knee, and then doesn't just pin him, puts him in the yes lock. Batista taps out. Daniel Bryan celebrates as confetti rains down and Jag Tenda makes his presence known. <laughs> the only thing one thing that I noticed like the Spanish announced teams like table got or the English announced teams table got taken out so yeah. they had the English announced team switch with the Spanish announced team because they needed a table <laughs> that Honestly, happened you know? there's a cut Listen, to that you got a, fucking hysterical that's amazing fucking hysterical there <laughs> the only nitpick I have at this ending is Brian not selling the shoulder yeah, he's completely stopped selling the shoulder. I understand <laughs> He's why. done with that shit. <laughs> I, yeah. I understand. You say it's adrenaline, but yeah. But yeah, no, he... Yeah. Yeah, that... It was just like... Oh my great. god, it's so great. And then J- no one on commentary knowing who Daniel Bryan brought into the ring. <laughs> yeah, it was, his, it was his sister and his niece. Yeah, um, because for some reason they didn't allow Brie. Some yeah, I was about reason. to say, like, like, Bri- like, in his book he says, like, he wanted Brie out there, and she was on her way out, but they told her to stay in the back. I think it was because they weren't a kayfabe couple yet. And so, but then, like, like two nights later, they're yeah. there. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that's 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 yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, they yeah because they get they, married like in a month or two. They get no, they get married like two weeks after this. That's right. And they then his dad dies. Really? Then his dad dies. Uh, boy, his, if you want to feel some it. things? Watch the episode of Raw. The day where his they dad have to died. take him out. Yeah. Like, he shows up, opening segment, his music hits, he comes out, and you can just see it on his face. And yep. the camera, the the camera's trained on the entrance, he comes out, and you can tell he's a wreck. And the camera just pans around, and there's just Bree in the ring cheering him on. And it's just like, oh. And he yeah. comes out, and they don't, they don't, like, he's about to cut a promo, and then he was in a program with Kane, so he's about to cut a promo, and then Kane just comes out and batters him, and they ride him off for the episode, and they don't have to, he doesn't have to cut a promo or anything, and he can leave and and go home. Uh, And they said, like, from every indication, he could have just left, but he was like, no, I want to fulfill my obligations here. You know, people paid for the show, they paid to come see me, I I want to do this. Uh, It wasn't like WWE was like, fuck your dad, you're gonna have to come to Raw tonight. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, like everything about this this ending is is perfect. You know, the confetti raining. It, it's finally the, you know, the 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 miracle has come true. The 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 one of the best stories in wrestling the wrestling's ever told has come to its culmination of the rise yep. of Daniel Bryan. It's 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 the most feel good WrestleMania ending. It's it's just the best. Like it never should have happened, and it did. And it's incredible to go back and watch. I love this match. I love this match. I love the theatricality. I love the chicanery. I love the shenanigans. Uh, what do you think about the match overall, noobs? I yeah it it felt like a slog halfway through, 
just and that's just because of how tired the crowd was and everything like that but there were some slow moments but it just it did what it needed to do and god damn yeah it was it was i think it was fairly well paced because you had like you did have those slow moments in the middle yeah. But right when it started to feel like a bit much, they were like, oh, oh, there's Triple H and Stephanie. Okay, so like we're back. Like, there's another spark of life. And okay, it's starting to feel like a little bit much again. Oh my God, there's the, oh, the Batista bomb into the RKO, RKO. Yes, yes. Okay, it's starting to feel like a bit much. Oh shit, Daniel Bryan is fighting his way off of the stretcher. Yep. It was a really interestingly paced match. Like I, I don't like that's got to be like a Pat Patterson match, or uh, like uh, when it comes to like like uh, turmoil, road agent. turmoil, turmoil, turmoil. Yes. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jesse? Um, yeah, about the same. Like I said, like it's the second best match on the card for sure because of the last like ten minutes. Like after, like even with this is more of a hindsight thing because the stretcher thing. Oh my god, my gut was just wrenching. I'm like I story right it's a story right it's a story right like yep but um in hindsight watching it again knowing how it goes after the batista bomb uh into the rko and batista has to rest for a minute like i know i'm supposed to be beating the shit out of warden but i need a second but after yeah. all that it's fucking high gear and it's yep. perfect yeah. it's so good yeah like, but- I, I i was watching that with some friends at, at my apartment and i was sitting uh we had like a we had a couch in the apartment and like a recliner, and I almost broke that recliner because I just kept jumping up and like falling back down in the recliner. Like, oh my god, I did it! Okay, thank god. And like falling back down. Like, oh my god, and then falling back down in the recliner. You're like Adam, my, sit down. And, and my friend was like, "You're about to break that fucking chair." <laughs> <laughs> so Adam, you mentioned this match. This thing shouldn't have happened. Speaking of things that shouldn't uh-huh. have happened, back to this moment counter. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah there, there we go yeah i forgot about that <laughs> what <laughs> i want you guys to guess give me two guesses Ooh. who said the word moment the most okay and then how many total like throughout uh, the night i'm gonna go not just J- the one person yeah just I'm like go jbl said it the most and overall yeah. it was said 21 times okay jesse um i'm gonna say michael cole and i'm gonna say 50 times Oh god. Okay. So you're both right on different things. Okay. Michael Cole said it the most at okay. seven. Seven times. It was twenty one times total. Wow. You hit the yeah. nail on the head. The fuck did you fucking do yeah. that? That is I'm like I'm like, wow, I gotta How know sell this. Okay. Did you fucking do that? <laughs> Why the fuck God I hate you? Hell yeah, yeah, no, you uh, my Jerry... spreadsheet. I Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you close yours now. Jerry Lawler it. had it where he said, WrestleMania moment, WrestleMania moment, WrestleMania moment. Like he said it three times right out the gate, oh my and that's God. when I that was like an hour into the show and i immediately go okay i gotta i gotta start this show over and re-watch it and count because jesus fucking christ lawler but yeah no and it I felt suppose like it's it, like if you gotta re-watch an hour of a show the first hour of this show is pretty good to rewatch. exactly and yeah, yeah like hogan said it three times the rock said it once mean gene had it once jbl yeah, with four the, only the, six the, people said it the one that stood out to me the most was mean gene because it was in that segment with piper and them shaking hands it means that is a wrestlemania moment just looking right at the camera and like oh mean yeah. gene that's terrible yeah you, so, you get, so your, get your payday me gene <laughs> so yeah there's that many and i can delete this <laughs> strategy <laughs> now <laughs> It's the, it's de- you can delete the curse spreadsheet. You're gonna open up your Google Sheets tomorrow when it's gonna be there again. It's like oh, the, it's, it's I'm like, free. 
free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this will forever be probably my favorite WrestleMania. I don't know. There have been better. Well, there have been better ones since this. I think 31 is maybe a little bit better. And 33 was really fun. But man, okay. this, this one means a lot to me. Interesting, interesting question time now. Uh-huh. Jesse, what was your first live mania? My first, like the first one I watched live? Yes. Um, God, I'm trying to remember because there's one or two that I convinced my parents to buy for me when I first started watching. I wanna. And that would have been around 06? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. God, I'm trying to remember because those get mixed up for me the most. Okay, like from, so that's this isn't working that well because I was uh, gonna what, think yeah, I was what gonna was, think what was uh um Florida with uh Floyd Mayweather and that Big was twenty four? Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, so, that was so I'm pretty sure twenty four was, uh, was my first one. Because that was uh Edge Flair. and Taker in the main event. And then Flair and, and Flair. GK. Yeah, I I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I love probably you. why I got it was all that stuff, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Do you consider mm-hmm. that one your favorite? The first Jesse? one? Live? Yeah, yeah, the first one. No. Okay. okay, because I have the same thing with Adam because I first 20? saw I saw WrestleMania twenty live for the yeah, and that was my first right. one. And good yeah. God, yeah. I think it's like I think this one and twenty is the perfect storm of your first mania, your first mania you watch live. Plus, it's just a really good show, top to bottom, and you're invested in the storylines more so than you are at other manias. It's like the perfect yeah. storm to make it mean so much to you. Yeah, especially when you're watching the show, you're watching all the stuff, and then yeah. all of a sudden, pop, it happens. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I think my favorite Mania is 20. And I watched, like, yeah. when, I got in, when I got into wrestling and um, with uh, Netflix was still the DVDs, I got all the WrestleManias um, nice. back and forth. Very so I cool. watched them all, and I think 20 was the one that registered the most for me for whatever reason. So, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. uh, I have a problem with all like not like I, I, I more of a person like I I know the main event to every WrestleMania and I don't know why I just know that knowledge I just that knowledge is just <laughs> something I have yeah. I was so good. thinking about this the other day and I was like D- can I do every WrestleMania main event and I could and I was like I don't know if I'm happy about that or not <laughs> <laughs> I can get close but I think the first couple I get. I think we four. tried doing that, and I, I missed three or four see, of them. See, two, yeah. two was uh, King Kong Bunny and Hogan, and then four is Macho Man and Ted DiBiase. The ones that bog me down are like 22 and 23, because I think 22 is one of those. 22, I think, is Cena and Triple H, and 23 Triple H, is Cena yeah, and, and HBK. And 23 is yeah. HBK. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then 24, 24 is, is Taker and Taker Edge. Edge. 25 is Orton. Five is uh, Orton Triple H. Orton, 26 uh, is 26 Orton is, Cena Triple no. no, 26 is HBK Taker. Yeah, that's right. 26 is, yeah. 10, is HBK's retirement. Um, yeah. 27, 27 was Cena and Miz. Rock. No, 27 no? was Cena and Miz. Was Miz oh. and Cena. Yeah, then and 28, 28 was, was Cena and Rock. And then 29 was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so... um. Any closing thoughts about WrestleMania 30 and the Daniel Bryan saga as a whole? I, I, this story still means the world to me. I, I love watching it. I love uh, the the SummerSlam match. I love this match. I love the Elimination Chamber match. Shield versus the Wyatts. Like, there's a lot here that doesn't hold up, but man, there's a lot here that does. And I think the yes. Daniel Bryan story 
in a in a capsule. The Daniel Bryan story, like in on its own from SummerSlam to WrestleMania, is maybe the best wrestling story ever told because it has a beginning, middle, and end in a way that most wrestling stories don't. Uh, what what about y'all? Anything else? Anything else, Jesse? Yeah, no, it's about that. Like, it's I'll just never get over how this ends with a triple threat tap out, yep. and then the winner goes on yep. to a feud with Kane. It's hilariously yep. weird. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot that Benoit did immediately go into a Kane feud after WrestleMania 20. Yep. And, Daniel, and we will see Daniel Bryan and Kane next time. Uh, anything else, noobs? I there's nothing else to it. I can't right. wait to see the. I can't wait to yep. see the yeah. Make a Wish kids. so yeah so so next week we are transition we're still going forward but we're we're moving away a little bit from the daniel bryan stuff daniel bryan is still in the main event of the next show but it's uh but we're going into so we get to see rusev's first pay-per-view match next time uh and then and a thirsty crowd for lana yep against r-truth and xavier woods uh, we get to see Bad News Barrett make his in-ring return. Uh, we get to see the Steel Cage match between Bray and John Cena. We get to see, uh, The Shield versus Evolution. Most importantly, we get WLC. <laughs> yeah. So thank, you, thank you guys for joining me. We'll be back oh. in two weeks with Extreme Rules 2014. I am Adam. He is Noobs. He is Jesse. Thank you very much. We will see you guys then.